Hello and welcome to HearthCast, episode number 139 for patch 5.0.5, made possible by RiptideSoftware.com. Our topic for today is 5 things to know about add-ons. This is Freckleface and I am a goblin hunter. And this is Root, I'm a goblin warlock. That's right, I am rolling with the goblin into Pandaria. And we are the number one podcast for casual World of Warcraft players. Awesomeness episode... We have some uh, whispers, and we'll see if we if uh, if you don't end up on the uh, hot seat there, freckle face. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of Hearthcast. Hearthcast season four is proudly sponsored by ReduceTheLag.com. You can drop your latency by up to 50%. Just visit ReduceTheLag.com today. And Rarespawn Studios, where epic loot is guaranteed. Rarespawn Studios specializes in anime and gaming-inspired hats and accessories. You can find them on Etsy and use the code HEARTHCAST at checkout for 10% off your order. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to all of our guildmates over on the Deathwing server in the quarterlies. Grats to at least, uh, well... I'm not going to name names because by the time this podcast comes out, there'll be more 90s. But grats to the 90s and the Hordelies. Doing great. Hoof it, save me. We'll talk about that later. Uh, another, all of our friends on Facebook, our followers on uh, on Twitter, particularly uh, Stray Packet. He says he sends a picture of a, a box that his wife made for him. That is an awesome box. Yeah. Dude. Frankleface just showed me the Twitter picture from uh, uh, Stray Packet. That's an awesome box. Uh-huh. I'm jelly. That is an awesome box. Just got to say, straight packet, you got an awesome box. Your wife made that box for you? That's cool. That's a good wife. That's a good wife. Yeah. That's better than a sandwich. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> keep the wife. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so Freck and I were over at Eco Networks. Um, kind of doing like a roundtable discussion. We also have some iTunes five-star reviews. We want to thank a 213-year-old-bobby. Rob-bobby. Rob-bobby. It could be Rob-bobby. Living the Dream, 1983, Music is My Life, 24-7. And also, all of our awesome folks over on the Ego Networks, the Man and Cooler, Horde for Life, Grand Old Podcast, and Dark Moon Herald. We kind of hung out with them this week over on Dark Moon Herald. It was crazy fun. Crazy fun. It was the biggest, you know, they recorded on Skype, and it was like the biggest Skype conversation I've ever been in. There were like eight of us there for, you know, a couple, five hours maybe. So, hey, what's been going on with you this week in the, in the world of Warcraft? Pandaria's here. Hey, what's going on? Here. Lots of stuff. Well, let's uh, give everyone the rundown of um, starting launch night. So, we had planned with the WoW Meetup group to meet up at Firkin and Kegler's, which yes. is a, um, it's an entertainment center. I mean, I don't really know how to describe it other than they have everything from a nice sit-down restaurant to a huge bowling alley with giant two-story TV screens. and A bunch of giant two-story Arcade, yeah. and then there's a 21... And up only area upstairs for pool, things like that. And man, yeah, we sat around um, at the restaurant for a good three hours. It was about three hours, yeah. Yeah. We had to get people going to go over the GameStop. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> Kung Fu Elvis even came out. Yeah. Meow the Snake was there. People we haven't seen in a while. New people for the yeah. Wild Meetup group. And came you out. and I took a break for you to go over and spank me at Rollerball. Oh, I told you. Then, I, I told know. you I would. Not only did I spank you. On a one-on-one game of rollerball, uh-huh. uh, but I also you challenged Kung Fu Elvis early on, and he was trying to make the ball spin. Remember that? He was trying to get all fancy wancy with it, make the ball spin. This ball you can hold in. A, I could palm it. You could palm it. Yeah. So you can hold this small bowling ball in 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 your hand. Mm-hmm. And Kung Fu Elvis was trying to be all make the ball spin. The lane ain't that big. It ain't gonna grip. There's no oil on these lanes. Dark it's bumpers. The, the bumpers were up right. <laughs> and so I get up the Kung. You decide no Kung Fu Elvis decides he's not playing anymore. Uh-huh. He's like I'm done. You were beating him at the time. Oh yeah. 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 And he's like I'm done. I can't bowl. He's trying to say he didn't have his shoes. Whatever, dude. And so I get up there and I grab the ball and I just muscle it down the lane and it breaks the thing. <laughs> yeah, I got confused. <laughs> we're like waiting there for an hour. Everyone's like, "Good job, bro. We got to wait around for the thing to reset." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. Got a strike though. Wow, broke it." So, yeah, and after everyone was sitting, still sitting around the restaurant for three hours, they finally kind of like, gotta go, gotta go to GameStop. And um, whenever it was a university campus GameStop, um, like we said last week, is where I used to go. So 
had to deal with the parking and <laughs> it's really Finding. hard to read signs at night trying to find garage eye. All right, let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, what college did you graduate from? UCF. What college did we go to for the GameStop? <laughs> UCF. The first thing you tell me when we get in the parking lot is? Uh, those buildings weren't there <laughs> before. <laughs> you're like, I know where to park. I know exactly where this place is. We roll in. You're like, well, that building wasn't here when I was here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And the route to get into the the garage is different. It was different. We went all over the place. Also because you turn left when I told you turn right. You, you told me to turn right too late. I was already turning left. I cannot uncommit once I start turning. And it's like, you're like, we, we, we turn into Benny Hill. Yeah. We're just driving all over the parking lot. And of course, I'm in my little sign IQ, so it's already funny. We're driving. <laughs> we have people following us. And I'm stressing out because it ain't working like it's supposed to work. Yeah. Well, anyways, so once we got parked and set up and walked down to the GameStop, um, it was underneath the breezeway. It was basically this um, kind of like this little mini plaza on campus where you got your bookstore on the left and your bank on the right, and it's a covered walkway. Um, we go to a GameStop and um, expecting like see people. There is no people there. Four. No, four people. Um, four, yeah. Um. We're like, yay, I'm kind of dreading what this night's going to turn into. Um, they let us inside to do the, the pre-purchase of the game. I don't know, I guess you're supposed to buy it for midnight, which to me kind of beats the purpose, but whatever. Um, and after that, we're like hanging out at GameStop, and they kicked us out of GameStop. We got like, kicked out of GameStop. What's up with that? You can't tell hang us out. they're going to be open until midnight, and then like, um, guys, there's nobody in here right now. You can't hang out and wait, you got to wait outside. Well, luckily, there was tables. If we had gone to a non-university campus GameStop, it would have been in, like just out in the parking lot. It was luckily, hot. Luckily, there was tables. It was, it was hot. hot. Um, but we showed up with two of the best-dressed people there, so that was awesome. Yeah. They showed up in cosplaying rogue gear. Yeah, rogue gear. Cool. That was uh, Michael and his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and at that, to- at that point in time, that was about 1030. It's still awkward because there's hardly anybody there, and like the passing-by students were giving us strange looks. Um, but starting about 11, actually started to like, you know, fill up. And they're yeah. like WoW players, and there's really? people hanging out with us. And then the GameStop people started giving out stuff. Yeah, posters, posters and boxes. Bo- like, a box is... Um, it's a cube. It's a cube. Now, you want to know what something that's really weird? What? Two hours ago, I got a tweet from a, an account called The Mysterious Cube. Uh-huh. And it literally says, Mysterious Cube shows up in, in Root's uh, recording studio. Really? Yeah. I'm serious. And there's we now have a cube... In the studio, which... That is strange, which apparently yeah. has its own Twitter account. Apparently, the cube tweets. I don't know. It's very strange. Is, <laughs> I'm kind of scared. I am too, because like the, the tweet has the, the one, because it says, you know, conversation, like, what's this guy talking about? And I yeah. hit the conversation, nothing. it ain't got nothing to do with what cube... Huh. Huh. Yeah. Well, them giving out stuff did, like, you know, it got us Entice. all excited. Well, yeah, and, free stuff. Yeah, free stuff. And we're all, like, lining up. The guy's counting us and naming Well, he did it right. And, he did yeah. it right. Basically, he's like, you know, number one, he gave out posters to anybody who asked for a poster. So that was right. cool. If you wanted a There's poster, a you asked for a poster, you got a poster. We have a poster. It's up on our wall now here in the studio. The other stuff they had, they would come out and they would go, okay, who wants some some stuff? And, of course, everybody wanted yeah. stuff. It was basically all their stuff that was advertising and painted before it came out. Yeah. Now they don't need it. No. So, like, big display blocks. They had a, you know, a gigantic version of their box. Yeah, the bamboo and, things. Yeah, the bamboo cube thing. that we got. And what they would do, they'd line everybody up and they give you a number, one, two, three, whatever. And then the guy would roll on the little app on his phone and select a random number. So, we uh, we won a box, the cube, that apparently has its own Twitter account. <laughs> And we got some posters. That's all we want. Yeah. And, uh, That's fine. You know, it was just, once it started to fill up, it started to be really fun because some other people showed up in cosplay. Yep. Got some pictures of that. Um, you know, as much as I was really kind of hesitant to go to that university campus GameStop, I mean, it really worked out because you had a place to sit and there was vending machines there and it got hot. Yeah. If you think of like most GameStops, all the ones that I know are in town are in like a plaza. Where if they had kicked you out that from there, you just what are you gonna do? Or do even nothing. if you, even if you stand in the store, there's no place to sit. There's nothing really to do other than look at the same boxes over and over again. And everybody's pretty friendly. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to talk to some people. I just 
it was really cool to be in that crowd of people who were all excited about the same game. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you play you play in a bubble sometimes. It's just really nice to be able to like you know see all these faces and like oh we're all, we're all here for the same thing we're all excited we're outside <laughs> we're outside <laughs> um, yeah and then that night um, it was also a strange feeling because you know we we picked up a box as you were giving getting as a gift so we had that even though we both had digital download yes um, so I had that in hand you know you're driving back to my car and then I I get home to my house and it's probably about one thirty. And I still got an hour and a half left to kill <laughs> because it's, it's, we're in stupid Eastern time zone. Stupid time zone. So I'm like watching episodes of Monk and trying to stay awake. <laughs> did you make it? <laughs> I did. Oh, congrats. I played for a good um, hour and a half when servers launched. Was what it tune? crazy? What did you play on? My Hunter. Because you, you waited for me all day to go to Pandaria. Oh, yeah. I played pet battles all day. That's though. impressive. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and I, d- I did tell you, I was like, no, we need we need to like um, we need to venture on this together because we do this podcast together. We do? Yeah. Okay. I'm same not room? saying, same room. Same studio? I'm not saying we have to like, you know, le- level hip to hip. No, you gotta high five loud. See, other people can't do that. That's true. <laughs> well, they could fake it and go, high five. That was just you clapping, dude. No, it was a high five, really. So how do people know that wasn't a real high five? The tonation. The tonation. Yeah, like this is me clapping and then uh-huh. a high five. So you sound totally different. Does it? Yeah. I have to listen back. <laughs> totally different. Okay. Um, yeah, so I had taken two staffs I could play, um, and when you get home the night, then we went to Pandaria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Pandaria. How do you like it? What do you think? What are you doing now? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided, like I said, top of the show, I rolled with, with Root, right. the, uh, the the Goblin Warlock. Right. And um, the artwork is beautiful. Yes. Um, the zones are logical. Mm-hmm. The cutscenes are appropriate. It's not overdone. It's not underdone. The storyline is pretty cool. Although I think you got to jump now. I want to go read the book you were talking about. Oh, the one I found in the library. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I. Yeah. See, when you said that earlier, I thought you meant like the, the like Barnes and Nobles. Oh no, I meant the library in the game where yeah. you squish the. Yeah. Clean but it. anyhow, that ex- apparently that explains a lot of because I got confused at one point because now there's trolls. The Zandalaris are there. Oh, they've been there. They've been trying to get in for a while. Apparently, well, yeah. Well, and then, yeah, because I get an apartment. Apparently, there's a lot of lore that they've been trying for like a thousand years to get back in there. Uh huh. Because you run into a part where there's a dead dude and they're going to resurrect him. We got killed by Zandalari. You can only be raised by Zandalari. Whatever. Um, Storyline is great. Uh, we we play on a PvP server. Mm-hmm. Up until last night, I was really loving the world PvP aspect. And I still like the world PvP aspect. But I found, and right now I cannot remember the name of the town. I apologize. I don't have it written down in front of me. But um, it's the New South Shore. Ugh. It was, and of course, I use Zygri Guides. So I'm following Zygri Guides, and he's like, go here, turn this quest in. I'm like, okay, go on here, turn that quest I walk in, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, there were about four 90s or something in there, and they're just killing people. Left. I mean, mm-hmm. and, then they're, and then they're camping your corpse. Hmm. So you raz, you're dead. You raz, you're dead. And I'm like, this is crazy. Hoof it saved me. Uh-huh. He's like, dude, where are you at? I'm like, I'm here. I don't know. I'm not giving the name of the town. I'm like, it's crazy. I, I can't even walk. I try to run away. I get death gripped back, which is like, just, it's the worst, right? It's poor salt in the wound. Why I don't know, you? It makes you? I'm feel trying helpless. to leave. <laughs> I don't want to fight. I can't. You know, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I love the priest version of that. Oh yeah, the health, whatever, the life grip. Right, but you do it. it yeah. You did it only to your friends. Yeah, but you could pull them in front of you, and oh, I love yeah. it. I did get one kill off in that whole skirmish thing. Uh huh. But I was like on top of a house. <laughs> <laughs> and they were down below and it took him a while to find me and he was coming the dude was coming up the stairs and oh, he died and I was like him. yeah I was all range DPS dotting him up I'm like you don't know where I'm at <laughs> and I'm di- you're running this way oh this isn't oh you died yeah. and then yeah, his other guy came up behind me and just destroyed me uh, then Hoofa came up I got away jumped on the, the uh, freckle face uh-huh. I have to admit something oh <clears throat> you're a little, a little embarrassed okay um how do I say this? I rode Hoofit's love rocket. <laughs> it's true. Actually, when, when I had problems, uh, I had problems. Yeah, I had problems mounting his love rocket. 
Why am I embarrassed about this? I don't know. <laughs> so many innuendos. I had problems mounting up because uh, he was floating somewhere or whatever it was. <laughs> just. Oh my uh. goodness. Um, anyway, we, he took me in a different area, and I, I met up with one of our other guildies, Gurkha. And and then I was, you know, I updated Zyger guides. I'm like, I'm over here in this zone now, and it's like, okay, we'll start doing this. So we go through it, and, and I'm like, I'm like touting. Telling like, look how cool Zyger Guides is. It tells you to do this. It tells you to do that. It's awesome. Do this. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're, we're rolling through. And all of a sudden, Zyger, Zyger Guides goes, uh, well, you should be 88 now. If you're not, uh, just grind a while. How far away were you? 70% away from 80. <laughs> I was only 30% into, and I'm like, what? So I start picking up quests manually, which is really weird for me since I'm really used to Zyger Guides doing it all for me. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is this clicking stuff? Oh, I'd have to click three times. Anyhow. It's not till later on where I decide to click on the next button on Zyger Guides. I go, next, what's that do? He goes, oh, if you want to get caught up, go ahead. You can get caught up to where you are. So I I like right click. And apparently the next step after the part where it says go grind until you're 88 was the quest we had been doing. So it kind of got caught up and then we were like rocking it again. Right. So, uh, yeah, we ran ran a dungeon. We ran the brewery thing. That was fun. Wasn't that neat? I loved how it was... It's quick. I mean, the queue took like 45 minutes. Yeah, the queue but, was long. But going in there, I've liked how they've really done the dungeon the way people like it, which is, you know, short, go from boss to boss. Yeah, less trash. trash. There, but it's not like a huge ordeal. So I like that. I like the mechanics. We've only done the one, but I like the mechanics. I'm not crazy about having to move a whole lot because that makes my DPS go down, but... It makes me use my aspect of the fox. I actually yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I thought that was just their PvP. I was like, hey, I can put that on. I can still shoot. I just never know where to go. Deadly boss mods. No, I mean, like, when I, I know I'm supposed to be moving. I don't, I don't know which direction to move to. Oh, I just run around in circles. <laughs> just, <laughs> just do my thing. Uh, you know what's cool is during this process of leveling up on a PvP server, for the most part, um, if you accidentally aggro or your pet aggros or, or someone gets in, you know, does an AoE on you, from the opposite faction, for the most part, people have been friendly about it. They, they're apologetic. You know, it's like, oh, sorry. They do a sorry. And it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, get it. And, uh, but, you know, there have been some skirmishes. I've had a lot of skirmishes. I've won most of them, except for that one guy you and I ran into when we were questing. Yeah. And you're like, come up here. I'm like, no, he's killing people. You're like, come help me. And I ran up there and I died. I can't get out of combat. Oh, it drives me. <laughs> That's one thing that's driving me nuts is that they, you'd be in places that the mobs are respawned so fast. Right. Oh, I didn't man. have time to get away, yeah. and then I keep getting engaged. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Leave me alone. No, the spawn rates are incredible. Yeah. Incredible. This The the, the spawn rates, even for the nodes, I think that's kind of nerfed a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just I've moved out of an area. Mm-hmm. But for a while, it's just like mining nodes were popping up so fast. Yeah. It's great. Skinners are just, man, so much stuff. Yeah. I need to get back to the trainer. I went and I bought the Traveler's Tundra, uh-huh. which was 14,000 gold. Yeah. That's so, so you can, like, repair and things like that? Repair and have a vendor. So here's the thing. Like, I went in and I realized that I wasn't as prepared as I thought I was going to be going into Miss Pandaria. Okay. I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have everything lined up in my head. And immediately, like, within three minutes, I'm out of bag space. Mm. I'm like, well, now what do I do? Because I've already set my hearth, because Zyger Guide says, set your hearth here. Okay, cool. That means I can't get away. Yeah. But you can get away. Okay. Because I have a cloak that allows me to hearth back to Orgrimmar every four hours. Oh, true, the guild one? Yep. Yeah, cool. So there's there are resources to use. So I also have the Guild Herald. I can sell to my Guild Herald. Yeah, and you have your goblin, save your old bank, mobile bank. What? Your mobile bank. My your, what? Your friends. Remember what he's... My goblin? My what? I don't have a... Yes, you do. You have no. a goblin, right? I'm a goblin. You can summon a, a bank. What? You didn't know? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Go into your spell book. Oh, because you race changed, right? Yeah. Okay. In the beginning, you help this... He's like one of your friends, uh-huh. and it, it becomes a spell where, like, once an hour, you can summon what? a bank for one minute. You can access your bank. What? 
Are you serious? I'm serious. I thought you knew. No. Uh, That's a game changer. Well, there you go. Wow. The only thing is, it's only, it's only for a minute. It's had to be fast because he's... He's he's a goblin. Time's money. I know. He's left on me before. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, I, yeah, I'll be doing that when I get home. Okay. So, what I was doing was just... Because <laughs> we got in a little bit of a discussion because, you know, when I was doing this out of your guys and I was talking with you and, and, and we were in our in our Mumble channel for the Hordelies... And I mentioned to you, hey, set your hearthstone here. And it drew some criticism from people in the guild. They're like, hey, Root, we know you like this, you know, Zyra guys thing, but why would you set your hearth there at that point? Because everybody else apparently is hearthed over in Orgrimmar. Orgrimmar. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, from their vantage point, you have everything you need in Orgrimmar. Why would you set your hearth anywhere else? From the Zyger Guide standpoint. And at, at that point, we knew we could come back to Pandaria through a portal Orgamarge, but Orgamarge. Um but, <laughs> but I don't think anybody knew at that point how to get from Pandaria to Orgamar. I still don't. Uh, I just use my hearth. Yeah. Uh, actually, once you complete a particular quest set, then some, all the portals open up. Oh, okay. You'll get there pretty soon. Uh, by about 87, 88, you'll do that. Okay. However, from the Zyger Guide's mentality, when you set, when they tell you set your hearthstone here, so it's you know, so you're in this end. What happens is it'll you'll gob up on, you know, as many quests as you get, and then it runs you a particular direction to where you're the furthest away, and you complete that quest, you hearth back, as opposed to having to run all mm. the way back. So you get all the way out, hearth back, you you get through everything faster. Right. Now. One of our guild mates was basically had started roughly the same time you and I had started mm-hmm. and was ahead of us. And so he's like, look, I don't use it. I'm not using a hard thing. You know, my heart's in Orgrimmar and I'm a little bit ahead of you guys now. Yeah. And had explained to him that I did a lot of waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of, okay, I'll wait. Because, you know, you're having some, some technical difficulties and you were, you know, a little bit ADD. Admit it, you were. Note here. It's look new at place. that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just all, the, like, all the pandas around you are telling you to like take your time and stop and smell the roses and yeah. don't rush. Okay. Did you see Wally? Yes. Okay. We're like reverse Wally. Okay. What? You're like Wally. Okay. Okay. And I'm like the, the chick, Eva. Eve. Okay. I'm like objective. Uh-huh. And you're all like... Trying to hand me flowers or whatever, uh-huh. you know. You're all like, "Look at this! Look at this beautiful place we have! Look what we're doing!" And I'm just like, "Objective, right? Get obje- go, no." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Nope, there's a mining note. No, it is. I'm going that way. <laughs> you know? My arrow on my screen is now green, and I'm going green." And you're like, "But," and then you have a little bit of a habit, but you're working on it, which I appreciate. Where you don't tell me that you've gone off to mine. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I don't bother to check because I assume you're like right behind me. So I don't bother to check. And I'm like, okay, engage into where's Freckle? <laughs> Frack, where are hey, you? I was a lot better this time. <laughs> well, I know. You, you yeah. would tell me. I said, like, you're yeah, improving. And you, you too. But that being said, uh, my point is almost totally nullified by the fact that I apparently have a bank thing I can summon once an hour. Oh, which... it's called Pack Hobgoblin. I remember that. Now, I'm, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just disheveled. <laughs> I know it's, I'm disheveled. Everything's. I've been through my spell book. What a nice. It's called yeah, because it's called weird. Pack hobgoblin. Still, you're probably like, what the crap is that? I, yeah. Still, <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> miffed. But ha- however, okay, so fourteen thousand gold, or I could probably get it cheaper for something if I had different rep. I don't know. Fourteen thousand gold. Mm-hmm. That means I have a, a a vendor I can just mount up and summon. Right. There he is. They always complain when you leave, though. It makes me sad. Repairs. Whenever I need them. Mm-hmm. Which is important, too. It is. Apparently, now I can get my bank, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about my org thing anymore. Because before, I was just I would port back to Orgrimmar yeah. and go to the auction house there. Well, that's still needed for the auction house. Do you have your auction house? I've got the remote auction, auction house. house. And I can port to org with my little cloak, so if I need to go to the auction house for right. whatever reason, I can go to the auction house for whatever reason. Now, I'm pretty sure that I will have a piece of mail within a week from an NPC in Orgrimmar. Okay. 
Don't know the names. However, in Orgamar, you know the little area we hang out in, like the Torin area? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't hang out there. All right, well. I hang out in Goblin Slums. It's actually, if you stay in one part in the slums, you can hit every all the resources from one place. Yeah. Right. Anyhow, I hang out over the other place. And right close to where the auction house is and where the inn is, between those two, there's a uh, person does repairs. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure pretty soon I'm going to get a letter from them to see if I'm okay. Oh, yeah. Because I give them all my money. That's my go-to vendor. Right. It's my go-to repair person. Right. That's the person I have done more exchanges, monetary exchanges with that NPC. Don't need their any- business anymore. Yeah. Dear Root, we miss you. <laughs> How have you been? Are you okay? <laughs> so just I like for- to offer returning customers. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen you in a while. So I was in Orgrimmar uh, today, and just just for for giggles, I went up and you know had a monetary exchange with them. I was like, hey, remember me? <laughs> so. But yeah, you know, just like everybody else, I don't think. Right now, there's anything negative that could be said about uh, Mr. Pandaria. I don't think so. You know, what I really enjoy is um, not just the cinematics, but I don't really know how to describe it other than um, when you turn in a quest, the mobs interact with you. They say things, or they run around, or something like that. Yeah. Like, when you go into the mine and you rescue the one panda, like, first, he's stuck on the rocks, and in the quest, he tells you, oh, go ahead, I'm, I'm fine, go rescue other people, and you're thinking, whatever. And then as soon as you walk off a little bit, he shakes off all the rocks, and he's like, see, I told you that's fine, and he runs off. Oh. And then uh, later, you're helping him carrying that jade back, and when you come up to the kind of drop-off point, um, the guy's wife is like, honey bear! And then she's like, oh, I mean, welcome back! And they just have this whole like, conversation of like... Yeah, I like the interaction so with the yeah. NPCs. I like that the NPCs follow you around. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. Well, not, I don't mean that's not what I, mean. I don't mean following you. Around. I mean like, uh, hey, I'll meet you over there. Right. And then there they are. Oh, right. They're not static. They're not. Yeah. So yeah. it's there's you know it's kind of cool, but it's, yeah, you know, I kind of worry about them because now they're you know parallel universe stuff going on. Yeah. Let me ask you a question here. Okay. Cinematics. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the full blown one. So the machine, the machima, the machima, uh-huh. machinima, mm. the machinima stuff. Well, not the full blown cinematics, but when the characters move on their own and do stuff on their own. Okay. What's your thought on that? I like it. Now, I asked a question to Gurk, uh, Gurka in the, in the guild, and I'll mm-hmm. ask you the same question. If there was a full-length WoW movie with that, not the cinematic quality, but the machinima quality, would you watch it? Sure. In a movie theater? Sure. Alone? Like with other WoW players there, oh, that yeah. you didn't know? Not sure enough. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How much would you pay for a movie? A, Normal movie price. Really? Sure, why not? Hmm. See, I was on the fence. I, I would watch it, but I think I would watch it, you know, from my computer. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, it's obvious it's more people. Like the storyline, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. if it, if it was the full, like everyone was talking about the wild movie, the wild movie, the wild movie. What if they did one like this? I mean, think of um, uh, Game Breaker TV. Uh huh. With Darnell. Right. We love that. And this is existing technology already. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a thought. And these are, you know, five, ten minute episodes, and everybody just, you know, jumps all over those. Uh-huh. If there was a full-length movie, not a Darnell one, man. Could you imagine a full-length Darnell movie, though? <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. But a full-length, wow, you know, like like Blizzard actually does it. You know, hour, hour and a half type movie. Right. You'd watch that. Sure. I think I would too. Just not sure yet on theater. I think I'd still watch it at the house. <laughs> All right. Um, so, like I said earlier, when you were at work, I didn't think I had all that much to do just doing pet battles. But pet it ba- is addicting. Is it? It really is. Mm. Um, it's a little, at times it can be a little slow and grindy. Um, one of the reasons is that the, the battles themselves take about, you know, three or four minutes. They're long. They're hmm. turn-based. Oh. And so you have to wait for the other person to actually do something? Well, it's it's a computer, but yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, you can play against other players, too, but it's not like it's not like normal combat where you're both going at once and just whoever's button-smashing faster. It's like, it's literally like it's your turn. 
kind of like chess. You sit and decide what move you're going to make. Are they super effective? Sometimes they are. Really? Yeah. Didn't say that, though, does Didn't it? Didn't say that, no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's super addicting. Um, I think it's going to change a lot of things. Cold from Cold's Gold Factory. I read this on his blog. The collector pets are going to drop in price. They really are. Because people used to get, like, you know, these rare pets. Like the white kitten that Timmy sells in Stormin, right? Yeah. Couple um, thousand gold. Couple thousand gold. But the thing is, when you are pet battling, what matters to you is not necessarily the rarity, it's the stats, which is affected by the rarity. But you can k- go out and catch a more rare cat than that. So there's no reason to spend, you know, thousands of gold on one pet mm. anymore. Okay. Unless you're just getting it for the numbers, but there's really, uh, once you get 150 and you get that celestial dragon, after that, there's no like real reason to get pets just for the numbers. Hmm. You know, it's more about leveling up pets high enough so that you can catch what you want. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, Dickney. Because there's so many to catch, and even when you do catch them, you might catch a, a poor quality of it. Now you gotta find a rare quality of it. Oh, so you can like see like a rabbit, and you're like, oh, there's that rabbit, and it's not the right quality? Yeah, because the rare is, like, each each critter type has um, a rarity type to it. Like, I fought a black lamb, right? And that black lamb that I happened to fight happened to be rare. Hmm. But I could have fought a different black lamb, and it might have been, you know, common. And it doesn't tell you until after, although I'm waiting for that on to come out, too, because you can kind of tell from the stats... They have to have some database that they're going to put together with the stats. Like, oh, if it has this much health, it's a rare. If this much health, it's an uncommon. So, waiting for that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the other change that I could see happening is you don't even have to sell your pets anymore. You can trade them. Good. Yeah, because if all your pets are account-wide, right, that means whatever server you make a new character on will have all your pets. Right. So let's say you happen to have two of like the, the children's quest um, reward in your pet journal. Okay. And but you're really missing something from you know the Christmas holiday. Got it. You can hook up with any other player in the game and make that trade. They don't have to be on your server. What? Because you could even both just like on a new server. You both make level oh, one. Yeah. You both cage it up. You yep. don't even need money. You just swap pet for pet. Well. And then you learn it, and then it gets applied to all your accounts. You never have to use that character again. Weren't you talking about wanting to see a website that had this? Yes, like, I pet was. trader? Yeah. Yeah. If they made one, then you could have a way to say, I have this pet. I want this one. Yeah. Want to trade. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Be great. Yeah. And I actually gave about, you know, eight pets to my husband because now he's, like, really into the pet battles. Oh, he's playing? Yeah, he's okay. playing playing the pet battles. Um, I logged on to uh, my Gnome Rogue and just boxed up pets from there, gave it to him. And it How is, do you box up a pet? You right-click on it in the journal and select Put in Cage. Oh, okay. And there's also two different sections for pets now in the auction house. There's companion pets and battle pets. And a battle pet is something that, after you've learned it, then you can put up in the auction house. It shows up different, because it shows up all the stats. Hmm. And if we're going to use that pet to fight with, then you want to know the stats. So True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see that. So I don't know. And I'm really enjoying the whole thing being account-wide. I mean, I I understood, okay, I'm going to have all the same pets on, on my account. That's cool. Whatever. But I didn't really like get the magnitude of it. Was that when I, the first day I got on my hunter, because I'm like, okay, my hunter's my main now. Right. And I went out and battled, and I collected some pets, and I leveled the ones that I had, and it started me on this quest chain. Well, later I logged in a different character. I was on the same point in the quest chain. Oh, weird. It's an account quest. That's cool. So that means my gnome rogue, who I don't want to raid with, and I don't want to do dungeons, and like I'm not really sure what to do with her, I can log on to her, and I can send her around and do pet battles. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I could actually have like different characters stationed different places in Azeroth and just like log in them. Let's see what's around here. Oh, wow. And it just, it all 
combines together. Whole new game for you. Isn't it? I know, and all it's this crazy. and all this work I'm doing on my hunter. It doesn't matter if I don't use my hunter anymore, because like the it's just it updates the pet journal. If all you're gonna do is pet battles, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. So it's very exciting. It is. Sounds that way. Yeah, you should try it. At least we'll just see. once. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get. I'm trying not to say I won't do anything in game anymore. Okay. Especially after my little bit of my rant last week. Uh huh. And the fact that I said I would never roll a blood elf, and I'm really having fun with my blood <laughs> elf. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Never say never. Yep. Never. Cool. So that's what's going on with us this week. This podcast is part of the Ego Podcasting Network. We got a nice email here from Yenzids, a Destro Warlock on the Z's Guild on Argos. And uh, the subject made me laugh. It said, thanks, and wait, no. <laughs> it says, hey, Root and Freckleface, love the show. Root, thank you so much for your take on the Theramore scenario. How many years have we had to hear QQing about the game not having content related to the books? And finally, we have a scenario that puts us right in the middle of the books, and everyone's going, I don't get it. Read the book. Oh, well. Now, on the flip side, I, as a battlegrounder, am disheartened hearing players on podcasts wanting to level the playing field and battlegrounds by evening the gear. Look, as in all aspects of life, the mentality should not be, oh, I got creamed in the battleground, please make it easier so I can enjoy it, but rather, I need to put in the work and get better at PvP so I can reap the benefits. Is this not one of the biggest complaints with raiders dumbing down raids? Now, with that being said... If they would like to tier battlegrounds in a way that would show progression or ranking, I'd consider that. I know arenas do this, but the main reason I like battlegrounds is the fact that I can do them without getting in group together or getting tied down because of time constraints, which suits my playstyle. And other than questing, nothing really caters to that style, though scenarios will help. Anyway, I love the fact that I can put in the time and focus on getting PvP gear so I can be better than someone who doesn't. Much like a hardcore raider benefits from doing the work he or she needs to do to be at the top of the game. I hope you can understand my take and where I'm coming from on this. I have wanted to write into your show earlier and wanted to let you both know how much I enjoy your podcast and all the hard work you do. And especially episode 133 where Freck attempted her accent impressions. Oh man, I was rolling. I can't do accents either to save my butt. But man, you nailed your impression of Demonic Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! So yeah, looking at great, great email by the way, mm-hmm. and and looking at it, you know, starting with the scenarios, uh, that was really funny to me. You can't please everybody. Yeah. But it seems like no matter what, Blizzard sometimes can't please anybody. I don't know. I just you know, I just wonder if there's not a guy sitting back at Blizzard going. What do you want? <laughs> Come on. Uh, but yeah, read a book. Scenarios make great sense. You know, and I'm sure just like you said, hey, read the book in the, in the library. And what happened with those on the library make really good sense to you too. So reading, yeah. It's an immersive game. So be immersed in it. Um, PVP, I, my thing, I, I don't want it to be normalized because I, I agree with you. Uh, the way you get better is by fighting. Um, there is an unbalance in there just because of the gear, because, you know, there, there isn't a, a way that, um, you know, people with awesome gear can still fight people with no gear, you know, to walk in there with PVE gear. Mm-hmm. And while I don't want it normalized, my thing is what I would like to see is a single set of gear. In other words, I don't want to have PVP gear and PVE gear. I would like stats that I have convert. Hmm. Like I know this because I don't know a lot about PvP because I don't want you to, to me that's it's a huge barrier to entry. It's more time that I don't have because I had to go get more gear. But if I'm raiding and I have raid equivalent gear, and let's say there's stats on there that translate over that PvE has a one to one ratio to PvP stats. And so that would they would translate over to PvP gear. So my eye level, if it if my eye level is like right now is like four oh eight. And if it's 408 and it has some kind of equivalent in, in in BGs, then fine. Now what happens is the gear, no matter where I get the gear or how I get the gear, it doesn't matter. Now what it comes down to is how I play. 
a competitive battleground player will still have an advantage over me, and it won't be gear-based. It'll be experience-based. They know how to PvP. For instance, right now, your husband does a lot of PvP. Yeah, he did. Okay, he did. Probably still will. Yeah. Once once they, quote-unquote, fix PvP in his uh-huh. words. <laughs> it's like, no, the whole game needs fixed right now. He came back at a really bad time, but that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> um, but let's just say he and I had exactly the same character. Like, I cloned my character. We both had the same character. And it was, like, decked out in PvP gear. He would still probably whip the crap out of me because I don't PvP. Mm-hmm. So he's going to know tactics. He's going to know styles. He's going to know things to do that I don't know. But if you couple the fact that I come in with PvE gear because I don't have or really low-end PvP gear, and now you have a guy that's just got, who can out-gear me, that's the problem. I don't want it to see it normalized, but I want it not to be something else I have to grind and get in order to be competitive. I want the competitive grind, the reward from the grind, I don't want it to be just the gear or gear at all, I want it to be, I get, I become a better PvPer. When you raid and you raid two nights a week or whatever, and you raid the same raid over and over again, you get to know that battle. So you'd rather like get a general buff that you earn with like honor points? Not necessarily a buff, no. What I mean, in other words, I don't want to have to go get a PvP set of gear. I just don't. I should have one, you know, okay. I should have, I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm fighting a person or if I'm fighting a dragon or if I'm fighting an alligator or if I'm fighting, you know, it doesn't matter. My gear should be my gear. Now, I know there's like resilience and other stuff that you, all these different stuff, different bonuses you get with PvP gear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't equate to PvE. Either A, get rid of it, you know, have, have designed a different system for it or make something translate to that. So when I walk in, it goes, oh, well, you have... Uh, Mastery, let's say. I don't know. I don't even know if mastery works in PvP. Well, your gear has X amount of mastery. Now we now that translates to X amount of resilience. Because I'm in a PvP, because I'm in a battleground. Okay, so you're saying somebody who is a hardcore raider and has just like the top tier gear okay. should be able to come in with a gear advantage in the PvP scenario? It's not a gear advantage anymore. That's what I'm saying. It is if they're if they're just getting like like right now there is it's a resilience or they're just getting you know resilience for whatever they the good stats they had before. Okay, how's that give them an advantage of anybody else in there? Because every because if they if they have better PVE gear, mm-hmm. like the top PVE gear, now all of a sudden they get the top PV, PVP gear too. Sure. Why? Because at that point. It takes the gear equation out of it. Does it? Here's the thing. Here, here, what I'm getting at is this: it shouldn't matter where I grind to get my gear, no matter, and it shouldn't matter what I want to do with my gear. Uh-huh. There is a vast difference in fighting styles and playing styles on right. PVE and PvP. Right. That should be the determining factor of how good of a player you are. But it is in a way. It's not. See, it's not a normalization of gear. Uh huh. It, it's it's a it's a I can't even say that word of gear. Uh huh. So that if I get my gear off of downing a raid boss, and I get this uber weapon off, I'm like, yes, I got the uber weapon. Now I take that uber weapon, and, and who just killed a freaking dragon, and I got this off the dragon, and oh, I can kill a lot. And I see another player, and I'm like going, ting, ting, uh-huh. ting. That doesn't make any sense to me. It just it came up. It's Deathwing's eyeball. It should be able to kill anything. Or whatever, you know? It's a scale, whatever it is. <laughs> a spine off his tooth, whatever. Right. It's as, you know, another creature walks by, any other mob, any other NPC walks by, and they just, I just show it to them, and they die. Mm-hmm. But then I go to another player, and I'm like, tink, 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 and it's doing nothing? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, except you're kind of exaggerating the difference there. Okay, take uh, shoulders. Some shoulders drop off a raid uh-huh. boss. Awesome shoulders, right? You know, that's in an... And man, I can absorb some damage with these shoulders, man. And, it, and a guy comes in and goes, "Oh, you've got those shoulders. Well, you're PvP now. That means I can punch right through them like paper." It's it's not like that though. I mean, if you have really good PVE gear, it's still going to be good in a PvP setting. It's just against a lot of like the newer players. It's just you go up against the seasoned ones, and you're going to have a hard time. 
I, if I go up against a hard time, hardcore PvP, I want my hard time to be because that guy's a better player, not because he's got better gear, better PvP gear. Let me say, mm-hmm. if we both have eye level four, 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 whatever gear, great. So what I'm saying is, I could go into okay. Here's the thing: I, I want to make it perfectly clear because I, I know this is probably I'm probably not. If you are a hardcore PvP, and let's say that the item level cap is four eighty five. And you have PvP the entire time, and you have your eye level 45 entire PvP set. And I have done the raids, and I've got my 485 raid set. Uh-huh. That should be equivalent. So if I step into a PvP battleground with my 485 raid gear, there should be no level difference at all whatsoever between your gear and my gear, except yours either looks different or mm-hmm. who knows what. Now what it comes down to is the fact that you can't outgear me, but you can outplay me. And you probably will until I get it figured out. Mm-hmm. I will die probably just as often, but I'll have a fighting chance. That's all I'm saying. I guess to me, like the, the PvP, it, it makes sense because... Anybody who starts out is going to be a disadvantage, as you should. When you start out as something, you're going to suck at it. You're still going to suck at it because you don't know what you're doing. But don't let the gear bring you down. What I'm saying is that the system now, it just you go into battleground your first time, you're going to get you're going to get beat up. Sure. You keep at it. You get some honor points. You get a little beer. You get a little better gear. You do a little better. You take that gear. You work some more. You get some more honor points. You get some more gear. You know? That's just the way it goes. It's a it's a reward system. If you take away... If you if you let a hardcore raider come in and they have like the same exact advantage as somebody who's been PvPing all the time, you know, where's the reward in that? In my opinion, the reward is in how you play. What no. do you have to show for it then? Well, you can go buy the PvP gear, but it shouldn't... In my opinion, the, the type of gear you have shouldn't matter to you, to what you do in the game. I don't know. I, I see PvE and PvP as almost like two different games. They are. It's two hugely different games, and that's the problem. Right. And that's the problem I have, is I don't... Maybe it's me being selfish. I don't have that time to put in uh-huh. to to do that. And most PvPers, most hardcore PvPers that I talk to they aren't hardcore to raiders. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they're like, well, I did Raid Finders, good enough. Yeah. You know, and they do Raid Finder and PvP gear. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. My my opinion on that one is, is simply that gear should be gear. Mm-hmm. If your gear is better than my gear, regardless of where you got it, it's still better gear. And you're still outgearing me. If, if I come in like, you know, I just completed a particular dungeon. I'm not really raiding yet, but now my gear level is, let's say, 450. And I get into Battleground and your gear level is 485. You're going to spank me. And then I'm going to get better. I'm like, oh, I like this PvP, right? This is cool. I like it. And I, did, and I get some honor points. Oh, I, got, I have a currency. Maybe it is instead of I can convert it to Valor. Who knows what? But then I go, I can get these shoulders. And this is an upgrade for me. So I get those shoulders. But those shoulders that I buy ought to work in PvE and PvP exactly the same. That's all I'm saying. So, I guess we agree to disagree, and we'll turn this over to the listeners, and we'll get <laughs> their enough. opinion on that. But thank you so much for that email, uh, and um, what was the no for? Because of what you said last week. He liked the show, then he said that about normalizing the year, and he's oh, like, Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah. okay. Well, hope I didn't know him too more, too much more, anyhow, on that. <laughs> so, maybe I explain myself a little better, or maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know. I mean, if if that's, I don't know. I just think it's easier. Who knows? We'll see what Blizzard does, and we'll see what everybody else has to say. Today's totally tantalizing topic. Five things to know about add-ons. Brought to you by ReduceTheLag.com. Add-ons. Add-ons. Love them. Mm-hmm. Um, five things. What do we got here? Well, the first one is, and the... And these tips, by the way, are, are good for, you know, if you're just starting out or if you're a seasoned WoW player and you have a multitude of add-ons already. Uh, but the first thing is, uh, don't download more than one new add-on at once. 
unless you know that they've had them before and they're not going to cause any issues. Because if not, that's not what new means. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well taken. Because add-ons can screw your game up in a lot of ways. And if you've downloaded five things and something starts crashing, it's, yeah, it's really hard I've to done that. troubleshoot. <laughs> you get in curse, you're like, oh, that sounds cool. Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, that sounds cool. Then you get in and you get all these Lua errors. You go, what happened? <laughs> Which one? Which I'm one's messed up? Not gonna, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Detective. Good point. Good point, Freckle. <laughs> um, number two, know how to access the options for the add-on. Um, some of them you can, you, know, you can hit escape, you can go to interface, and you can click on the tab that says add-ons, they'll be there. Some of them will be in that list. Some of them will not. A lot of them, the only way to access the options is to do a slash command. Right, and you can usually, what I end up doing is going back to the author's website. Right. Or the little curse site that they have set up and buried in there somewhere. It's like, oh, by the way, to access this, go to slash. Yeah. Well, usually in curse, if you just go to to the description. But either way, it requires you to kind of dump out, out your game, so... I will usually, if I'm installing new ones, we'll kind of jot down what that yeah, slash command down. is. Yep. Yeah. Um, number three is that most broker displays and broker plugins work together. Now, re- the reason why I usually can't get people to use Chocolate Bar, which is a broker display, is because there are only a handful of plugins that are labeled chocolate. Oh. But it doesn't matter because anything that is a broker plugin will work with Chocolate Bar because Chocolate Bar is a broker display. Oh, okay. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is a broker display, it basically kind of puts a frame around your screen. And on that frame will be the different plugins, which are for different information. So for me, when I play, at the top of my screen, I have two small bars. But either by glancing at the screen or just by you know moving my mouse around and hovering it over, I can see things like who controls Tollbrad and Wintergrasp and how long it is till the next battle. I can see how far along I am in reputation on whatever reputation I'm tracking. I can see how many people are online in the guild. And then I can hover over it and show me who those people are and where they are, and I can just click to whisper them. I have one that will show me my skills, um, what level they're at for my character and all my other alts at once, and then I can also just click there to to go to my favorite profession if I'm needing to open up my archaeology tab a lot I can make it fast like that so I don't do you use one of these I use tuck UI but it has okay. a lot of those features in it yeah so mine's a complete UI replacement oh okay so my world I mean you've seen screenshots there up on our Facebook page uh-huh um so yeah it's, but it's got a lot of those type plugins in it and tech ui doesn't have i mean it's it's either in it or it isn't right yeah so yeah there's a little different i mean i don't i don't think i could stand one over encompassing ui what? thing don't get me but... wrong you can still add other oh, okay elements like um any other add-on will work mm-hmm. um but if it's if it is a uh if it's something that is a UI modification, I just stay away from it because I already have an entirely modified UI. Oh, okay. But other add-ons still work with it. All right. Um, number four, if you think your add-on isn't doing quite what you want it to, there's probably a better one out there. Um, going back to the brokers, I was using broker underscore pets and broker underscore mounts. And what I was wanting was a one-click summon a random mount or give me a very easy to access menu so I can pick which mount to do. Same thing with pets. You know, I have over a hundred. I don't always know what I have, but I like to be surprised. It's like, oh, there's a little pink elephant. It's like, oh, I forgot (laughs) I had that. So I like the summon random. What had happened to those two add-ons was the, the broker mounts never really summoned a random mount. It would just, it gave me an easy to access menu and I could set a few as favorites. I could hotkey those. And the broker mounts, as soon as the patch hit, it stopped being able to generate a random mount. Because, you know, the spellbook is completely different. Yeah. Um, and last week, like I talked about, I had to, you know, go and, like, re-download stuff. And I decided, you know, I found something new. Which, there is mini pet queue and mount queue. Mm. And both of those, with one click, will summon a random pet for the mini pet or a random mount and i like about the mount because i think unlike something else i tried before 
if I am in a place where I can fly, it will summon a random oh, flying nice. mount. Yeah, if cool. I if, if I'm in a place where I cannot, it's not going to keep giving me error messages because it's trying to summon a flying mount. It knows what I need. It will summon a random one of what I can use. Have you gone to uh, like underwater yet and try to summon a mount? Underwater, you can still summon a mount underwater. I'm just wondering if it was something like a water only, like the seahorse from Vashir. You know what? When I went to Vashir on my goblin, I was trying to level her up. It wasn't until after I had done the quest for the seahorse that I realized they already had it. <laughs> uh, that's that's funny. I still have had to do it anyways because like you had to do you had right. to do well you have to do it to progress anyways. Right. <laughs> but all that time it could have been mounted. <laughs> you forgot to pull up and pull down. Yeah, that did too. Yeah, or is it lean down? I think lean down. How do you pull down? I guess you can pull down. Yeah. Anyhow, Freckle. You want to give us number five? Number five, don't neglect add-on plugins. It's like Inception. You got to go deeper. Oh. There are add-ons for your add-ons. Basically, for instance here, uh, add-ons plugins are additional add-ons you can get for, uh, for World of Warcraft. That work in conjunction with your existing add-ons. Like I said, add-ons for your add-ons. Um, usually they're designed by the authors themselves to extend the functionality of their add-on, but a lot of times it's just fans who absolutely love the add-on, and they go, you know what, this is a great add-on, and if only it did this. And then they make it do that, and then they're like, you know what, this is such a cool addition, let's make this publicly available for everybody else. Um it can make cosmetics changes. Uh, you can access the data, present the data a little differently. You can do things faster or automated for you. Um, it can let one person's add-on be accessed from another person's add-on. Whoa. So they can share the data across. It can do a lot of things. It can also uh, prevent a single add-on from getting way too bulky. Case in point, Deadly Boss Mods. It currently has five plugins for the older content. Stuff from Cata, stuff from Wrath, stuff from, you know, it just goes back and yeah. back and back. If it didn't, it would have to have all those modules. And what if you don't ever decide to go back to Cataclysm? Or what if you ever decide you're, not, you're never going back to Wrath? Right. You don't need that extra bulk, so don't load them. What does the plugin do? I'm confused. The Well, if you go look at Deadly Boss Mods right now, the plugin for Deadly Boss Mods has additional add-ons. Those additional add-ons are for Cata Dungeons, for Cata uh-huh. Bosses, for Cata Raids, for Wrath Raids. So the big thing was when the latest version of, of Deadly Boss Mods came out, everybody's Cataclysm stuff quit working. Uh, you had to go back and get the Cataclysm stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it, it, that just prevents theirs from getting too bulky. And you can go back in, you can toggle what you want and what you don't want, take it on, take it off, whatever. Recount. Everybody loves posting up Recount. I don't trust Recount. It has 19 different plugins that allow you to display the data differently, additional information, and it can incorporate the recount data into other plugins and other add-ons. 19 different ones. Wow. And the thing about it is, a lot of them says, well, this one does an error correction for that. Well, that bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) Why doesn't the original, you know, know, whatever. But they're, like I said, 19 different ones. Auctioneer, you remember Auctioneer? Oh, yes. When I was researching this, by the way, Auctioneer has uh, five plugins that add additional features and allows the items to work on other ones, like Bean Counter and some other stuff. Oh, right. I went back, and I use Auctioneer. But I said, you know what? Auctioneer, people are still downloading this thing. It's true. Let me see what's up with Auctioneer. So I got Auctioneer. Got rid of Auctioneer. Okay. Got Auctioneer. Okay. Went to the auction house. Uh-huh. Started scanning. Uh-huh. Ordered a pizza. <laughs> pizza come? Pizza came. <laughs> then I finally stopped scanning and I uninstalled Auctioneer. It might be good, but I ain't got the time. Mm. Um, went back and put Auctioneer back on there. However, Auctioneer has add-ons for it. It does? It does. It's got one of my favorites. What's that? It's called the Auctioneer Mini Features. And oh. it adds uh, some different colors. It adds... If there's been price changes, you get notified when you look at it. It's red or green if there's been any price changes in the average price. So if I have something listed, 
I can go next. Well, you know, I like to keep it in a certain average range. I don't need to be the top. I don't need to be the bottom. Yeah. You know, whatever. But I can tell it's been a, a massive price change. If I'm watching something, I can see the price is escalating or going down. Mm-hmm. So that little add-on helps. Um, it displays things in a different color, so that it, you know, just it's just easier to see the nice. data that, that's being presented. Another one that I use a lot of is NPC scan. NPC scan basically gives you a little alert, little pop up anytime there's a rare spawn near you. So you don't use Silver Dragon? Nope. Ah. Oh. I might have to go back. Does do you have it? Does, does it point you in the right direction? <laughs> it's the only thing I miss. It it does a click to target. Well, I got that already with NPC scan. But then it's sometimes depending on where it is, it's hard because. Now here's the cool thing about NPC scan. It's got an add-on. The okay. add-on has an add-on. It's called a plugin, technically. However, it's called the NPC scan overlay. Mm-hmm. And the NPC scan overlay puts an overlay on your mini map. Really. Really. What that means is I, you know, burn around and get the alert. I look down, right? And it's like, you know, this rare spawn, it gives you a little 3D model of the whole nine yards. You can okay. click it, you automatically target. I look up on my mini map, and I'm pretty close to a little highlighted color path. Ah. And I just start beelining that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we killed or we killed a, a rare um, last night. I uh, forget the guy's name, but we got an achievement for it. You were there. I, well, you were there. Yeah. We saw the achievement pop saw up. The achievement. And that was crazy because I like did a death dive to try to get to the guy. Like I was on a hill and there was he was on in this area below the hill that was on the other side of a wall. And I totally jumped and I was like, I'm this is way too high. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I saw him and I was like, I don't really excited. And then so I since I'm a, a, a warlock and I talented into it, I hit my demonic leap, which caused me to turn into a meteor and smash into the ground, but not die. Nice. <laughs> And then I had to heal myself real quick. <laughs> but we tapped it first. He turned to me because I dotted him up on the way down, baby. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get it. People were running in. I could see him coming. That was crazy. But if I did not have that plug-in, I wouldn't have been like, oh, this is rare. Where is he? We're going to be looking around for him. And by then, somebody else would have gotten him. Sure. So there are these cool things. And the easiest way to do it, he was way to find one. Like, I use Curse. And so I go to Curse, and I'll type the name of my add-on, like Auctionator. Mm-hmm. And it'll show me other things that pop up for Auctionator. Uh-huh. You know, so it's cool. Yeah. It can really extend the functionality of whatever add-ons you have. You know, I've heard of people who uh, claim they did play with no add-ons, but I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I have to have something. There's a few. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like... I could whittle it down to just like three. It's like, no, I can't. I mean, I drastically reduced the amount of add-ons I use this for this expansion. Yeah. But I was just getting carried away. And I can do it. Like I had Fishing Buddy and some other ones. I was just getting carried away with mm-hmm. it. Fishing Buddy is not carried away. That is a huge time saver. I was just, well, you will not. Don't knock Fishing Buddy. Well, I, just, I have one that all I do is right click. Is that, That's not Fishing Buddy. That's I have Fishing Buddy. No, I must have had a different one. I had one that was just like way in depth with fishing. It's not in depth. Like, fishing buddy, all you have to do is just, like, put in a fishing pole. Okay, double click in the water. Okay, okay that wasn't okay. it. Okay, it was another one then. Because okay. I like that one. I had another yeah, that one that, that had another one for fishing that, like, it kept the stats on how many fish I oh, caught no, and where they were. And I was, I was like, oh, too much. That's like an insane fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OCD fishing buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, don't neglect your add-ons. Me see, see if your add-ons have any uh, plug-ins for them. And then check them out and see if you like them. And if you've got an add-on that you use and you love and it's got a plug-in, let us know about it. HearthCast. It's about World of Warcraft. Well, that about does it for the show. Freck, what is on deck for next week? What are we doing? We have, uh, we've been on the Dark Moon Herald Roundtable. It's going to be coming out. Yeah, we are on a roundtable over at the Dark Moon Herald. It was an Ego Networks roundtable, so we had... Lots of us there. Probably, I think it was eight of us from five different podcasts. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we also have the WoW subreddit page. Oh, man. That thing is is uh, it's about to get even better than yeah. what it is. We, uh, we got approached by WoW Files mm-hmm. uh, to help us moderate and add and do graphics and all of the stuff that I can't do on the page. Wow. So we're about to get a nice facelift and some other stuff. Sayamara V is doing a fantastic job. Uh, on on the on the Wild subreddit, uh-huh. if you haven't been there, go check it out. If there is a podcast that's cool, it's there. So if you have a podcast and it's cool and it's not there, get it there so you can be cool like everybody else. That's right. It's linked off of the main Wild subreddit page, so traffic there is increasing all the time. It's just, it's cool. I wasn't able this week to even be on it. I was so swamped at work. 
And I was so happy that Sayamara was able to, to, to just run with it. He asked me a question when Wild Files came on. He said, hey, do you want them? I'm like, yeah, get them on. Let's do this. So, yeah, it's awesome. We had our Wild Meetup today. That's right. Which we, you know, two in a week. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We had a pretty good turnout for it, yeah, too. We, we had, what, about 12 people, you know, that were there. Yeah, some people we just see on Tuesday, so that was cool. New people. And some new people, so, yeah. So, we're going to be... Trying to get, put some feelers out there and see if we aren't going to maybe meet more or just kind of alternate locations. Yeah, see what's going because on. we had such a good time at Firkin and Keller. It was nice. It was relaxed. And, you know, we've got, got a different mix of people there because it's a different side of town. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to end up doing with that, but we'll keep you guys updated. Um, also, don't forget the Hearties. Oh, um, next week. Next week. Next week. Oh, we're getting on the next one? Yes. Okay. First episode of the month. I, I got to do it. I have to. Okay. I, I am convicted get this award out all right to this person okay so yeah so everybody's waiting on pins and needles for pins that. and needles for that uh the announcement of the next hearthy and we you know we hope you guys are having a blast like we are in uh, mr pandaria let us know what's going on with you and mop uh send us an email send us a questions you can email us over at contributorhearthcast.com you can check out our website submission form uh, you can hit us up on the Facebook over at facebook.com forward slash hearthcast. You can tweet us. The show is at hearthcast. I'm at hearthcast root. And the lovely freckle face right across from me is at hearthcast freck. You can also call us 407-520-5342. We'd again like to thank our sponsors, ReduceTheLag.com and Rare Spawn Studios. You can find Hearthcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or you can drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. HearthCast listeners, behold, for I am Hubref, the Voidwalker, and I introduce to you the Dark Council to the Dark Lady, my master, Imogen. Hey, Root and Freckleface. I just want to take the time to say thank you for having me on the show. By my estimates, I said the word um 52 times, the word amazing 41 times, the word fantastic 27 times, and the phrase by the same token 18 times. So I hope I wasn't too much of a blabbering fool. But I really did have a great time, so thanks again for the kind hospitality. And if it makes you feel better, I now have a permanent drool stain on my desk that will always remind me of our time together. Now, if there's anything I can do to be of help in the future, please do not hesitate to ask. And for you and all of your listeners going into the new expansion, I wish you nothing but the best always. And may the gods of RNG smile.